1: Welcome to the Lost and Own Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. I'm back for episode uh, 39. I know. It's really getting up Woo. there. We're almost hitting the one year mark pretty soon.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, 52, that'll be the one year mark.
2: That's 52. Well, yeah. I mean, we should probably
1: plan on doing something special around then. I, I think mean, we
2: officially missed missed one week with illness or something like that. Not, uh, not including the short one. We missed missed one. Really? So yeah, 51 will technically be our year. Really? Yeah.
1: All right, let's just aim for 50. Let's miss another week at some point. Okay,
2: let's <laughs> we'll well, we'll call it a week off. Like not like. A, well, or, or back, ha- let it happen organically. Let's both of us go fucking nuts one week and just be like, oh, let's see if we can totally fuck ourselves up enough to not be able to make it to the next podcast.
1: Well, if you think back, uh, episode twenty-five, we did the um, the throwback to an old uh, old time. We right, went back yep. to an old '80s episode of Our Supply, so maybe around fifty to celebrate the uh, the whole anniversary. Yeah, uh, we'll do another one of those uh, throwbacks. We'll just play one from the archives. Play and one we, from the uh, archives. Yeah, yeah, and we. Uh, will we'll We'll take a week off just to celebrate that we made it a year. Yeah, we've got a. We'll celebrate. We'll celebrate a year doing the show by not doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We take it. We're taking a week off for our year anniversary. I think we've got like a ton of old tapes and stuff that from the. Yeah, we can totally pull
1: something out of our asses for that.
2: Yeah, Um, (laughs) you make it. You make us sound so like sophisticated. Yeah,
1: (laughs) we work really hard for
2: this show. We're just going to
1: whip something out of the asshole. Well, if you'd like to comment on that, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Lost at Home. And it's a nice place to get to know us and to talk to us. We were, we were very friendly and we will tweet back and we'll retweet if it's interesting and such and such. Right. Um, you can also find our shows on iTunes. And if you have not been to the com, go there. It's our website. Uh, we post the episodes there. Uh, I think we miss some here and there, but we usually post a show notes. Uh, in between those, we also post some other interesting little features and stuff. In fact, I think I'm going to put horror in the court our new oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. I think I'm gonna post our first episode there just to kind of get the word out more. Uh also we have a new podcast called hey. Horror in the Court. With, we were we uh, with were pre
2: announcing it for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah we uh we, it's up. It went up Halloween day night. Uh one of those. Depending I'll on where you live that, yeah. in the U.S. or the rest of the world, right? And um, yeah, you can find that on iTunes right now. Go there and subscribe to it. The more subscribers we get right off the bat, the better chance we get on the new and noteworthy page. The Jar and I and Darren Ewing, who our uh, esteemed judge on the show, right? F- also known from uh, Troll Two, he was Arnold, uh, the Oh My God kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find uh, you can find Darren Ewing uh, on Twitter also at uh, I think it's Arnold OMG or OMG Arnold.
2: Yeah, I can't remember which one. Try one both. Said. You'll yeah. get him. Yeah, you look them up.
1: Yep, and uh, yeah, please, uh, please send us some uh, five star reviews for that show as well. Uh, we'd love to love to hear some feedback. The first episode might be a little rocky because it was our first one getting out the gates, but you know what? It's only going to get better month by month. And uh, next month, I'm really excited. Yeah. really excited. Oh, and while you're at it, uh, go to iTunes and, you know, subscribe to us and leave us a five-star review and we read those Oh, yeah, yeah, we've
2: we've, we've got this podcast. (laughs) Hey, what do you know? At the end of these shows,
1: uh, (laughs) we always uh, like to do a little um, audio tweaking, musical, play, I don't know, whatever thing with your five-star reviews. So we make it worth your while. You'll you'll get a nice little presentation of whatever you write. Uh, In fact, with that knowledge, I mean, write in rap form and we'll do a rap out of it or something. You
2: never know. We'll get creative. If you do it in or I'm going to like an easy listening version of it. Like right. intentionally just be like, hey, take that. Five-star reviewer, thanks for the five-star review, by the way.
1: So, uh, yeah, I hope everyone out there had a great Halloween, and uh, I'm glad you all put up with us for four straight weeks of Halloween podcasts where we told all kinds of weird horror stories. Yeah, I got to
2: say, I, I felt relieved looking for stories this time around because I it was so much easier to just be like, oh, anything that kind of... Anything it comes weird. out at me, yeah. Well, yeah Although then the, I found, like, two stories, like, right off the bat, they were, like, horror-related stories. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. I, but I intentionally actually didn't pick them, even though they were cool, because oh, exactly. I wanted— We burned it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're, we're a news-centric show. We're, we're like The Daily Show. We try to do comedic news. Exactly like The Daily Show. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're as good as The Daily Show, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, uh, now, now
1: to disappoint. Yeah. And— Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of our uh, show that we're on right now— um, our first, uh, story here, it actually kind of, uh, it's kind of topical because did you see South Park this past week? Are you asking me or the people? I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Because they can't respond. <laughs> oh, okay. Because
2: it's like dead air for like 40 minutes. Who like, shit, I guess that's the show. Nobody answered me.
1: <laughs> well, they did a nice little episode, uh, involving, uh, drones. Drones, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the legality of them. And they, they actually rolled it into, uh, Ferguson and a couple other stories. So yeah. in like the, the iCloud, uh, Yep, the the four chan pri- privacy things, yeah. Oh, and uh, women uh, shaving down below. Oh yeah, bush. Yeah, yeah just shave that bush. Don't be, mm-hmm. don't be the blonde. Uh, what what was her name? It was uh, who's the kid's
2: mom? It was Clyde's mom. Clyde's mom. Yeah, don't or, be Clyde's or, mom. Or just Clyde's mom. Craig's mom. Everyone has tremors in their house. It was just... one of the, one of those the sea kids moms. Anyway, you don't need to go
1: bald. Just just it doesn't need to be a bush. We're not 1974 anymore. Come on, ladies. Come on. And uh, the Twitter uh, address for you ladies who would like to now <laughs> yell at us <laughs> yeah. is at. Uh, I mean, like, it wouldn't hurt at, you uh, guys to fucking sh- snip a little
2: bit every now and again. Yeah, if, you, if, you,
1: if you'd like to bitch at us now for a <laughs> yeah. uh, saying that, uh, tweet us at Fox News. I say, lady, do what that's, you want. That's by our time, Twitter address. By right? the time
2: a guy gets down there, it's not like a guy's going to be like, oh, a vagina with hair on it. Now I don't want to touch it. I mean, it's, Yeah, but no one yeah. wants to pick pubes out of their teeth either. Yeah, I think that that would happen more with uh, I think women tend to do that more because guys don't generally keep keep Sp- that up. Speak down there. for
1: yourself, man. Speak yeah. for yourself. Oh, I
2: keep things trimmed. I don't keep things shaved because we. But that's what I mean. A guy's supposed to have not a bush, bush, but you know a trimmed thing. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, what you're yeah. saying. You can still have the hair down there, but you know maintain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that was our first
1: story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, uh, actually, harkening yeah. back to that South Park about drones, we actually want to talk about drones for a few minutes here. Um, it's funny that this came up so much in the media this year. Uh, I actually built my own. Uh, very clumsily, I'm learning right. how to fly it now that it's getting into fall and close Not to winter. Not to spy on women. Not, no. Actually, I am going to hook a camera up to
2: it, but that's just because I'm a photographer on the side, and that's yeah. something I want to do. A photographer that doesn't photograph, <laughs> photography, photographies, <laughs> photograph women.
1: Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but it would be consensually. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, modeling gigs. Consensual like
2: that. drone photography?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it exists. That, that would actually be kind of a fun project. Like, you know, where do you live? Now you're going to model, but you're going to model like, you know, you don't know there's a drone at your window, but it's going to be a pre known thing. Right. That would actually be kind of a neat art project.
2: Or you, you say, like, eventually I'm going to photograph you with a drone go about your daily life (laughs) no 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 that's creepy well no they know and it's like like 410 and 420 i'll be outside your window (laughs) it's supposed to be like candid you know like i guess it's much harder for you to hide and be like haha i got a candid photograph but it's like a candid day in the life kind of thing and we'll be like okay it won't happen when you're showering it won't happen when weird things are going well, on so
1: well no maybe that's part of it maybe you were like you know, specifically do, do this do this do this it's a photo shoot it's like pout uh, look surprised okay you like
2: on a walkie talkie somewhere <laughs> exactly. telling telling them this. Yeah. so they've got like a headset on <laughs> <laughs> but like looking sexy. And Headset yeah. it on in the shower. Yeah. Ooh, with a, like a pouty look. I keep zipping them. <laughs> and a fucking drone in the mirror. Like <laughs> front the drones in the mirror, yeah, like, yeah. in, in <laughs> the shot. Uh, you've got to get better at your drone
1: photography. So speaking of drones. Yeah, there's other things you can do with drones. And so people are beginning creative with these things. I mean, it's not just for photography or just for flying around for fun. Um, some people have decided to start using these, like in association with other activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being hunting. Yes, and honestly, I had never thought of this as being a thing until I read a couple articles. And what really surprised me is that I didn't think your average hunter mm, had like maybe the uh, the tech savviness. I mean, I guess you can buy a drone out of the box, but they're really expensive. It's way cheaper to build your own.
2: Yeah, but honestly, I mean, if you look at most of what people spend on hunting gear, it's really expensive.
1: True, to buy a rifle and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and,
2: and people like, deer stands and things like that. And I think a lot of what they're using it for is essentially, like, aerial surveillance ahead of time to figure out, oh. like, oh, okay. Not, it's not like they're mounting, you know, weapons on these things, yeah. uh, at least for this purpose. Um, yeah, but
1: um, so far... Um, Alaska, Montana, and Colorado have all banned assisted hunting with drones. And this yeah. is where a drone with a camera flies out into the uh, the hunting fields, if you will, and uh, searches for prey. And when they find, like, a moose, an elk, a deer, a bear, whatever they're hunting for, uh, they now know exactly where the animal is and can just go yeah. right up to it and shoot it.
2: They can – yeah, they can essentially and, – and even if they don't shoot it then, they can actually get, like, surveillance. It's like um, they can just kind of tell ahead of time. It's kind of like when people – Check out areas before they put a deer stand somewhere because they're like, oh, this is an area where, you know, this deer has been coming. They check out, like, markings and stuff. It's just a way more 21st century way to do that. And, of course, people, um, hunting groups for the most part are like, this is cheating. Which is funny because, like, shooting, you know, th- like, hunting with, like, a gigantic gun with it's a scope and, and sitting in a fucking stand completely is totally, that's totally badass hunting. Um, but the second you bring like technology into it, it's cheating. Now I think it is compared to regular hunting. I do. I, as well. I agree. Like, and I, I, I see why people would want this. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit too far in my opinion. Yeah, couple, at least you got to other... be out in the cold and fucking like sitting there with a gun in a deer stand.
1: Yeah, and, and we're not alone in that. Like a couple other states, like Idaho and Wisconsin, already had uh, current regulations that basically prohibited uh, using aircraft to hunt. Yeah, and Wyoming, sense, New Mexico. Could,
2: you know, sit there in like a in Alaska and stuff. You would see. So I could Sarah Palin in a chopper with a <laughs> AK-47, like, done moose done hunting, be like, oh, I'm an Alaskan deer.
1: Yeah, and also uh, Wyoming, New Mexico, and our state of Vermont here, uh, we're also actually going to be putting these laws into effect to uh, stop assisted hunting. Um, basically, it's just cheating. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Um, in fact, some states actually have uh, laws where if you see a animal, I think it's specifically moose and bear, from an airplane— you have to wait 24 hours to kill it. You have to wait until yeah, 3 a.m. the next day. You
2: could essentially do the same kind of aerial surveillance just from a regular little biplane that somebody has. But that's a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, you got the plane. Oh, no, it is. You have Absolutely. to land it
1: on an airstrip. You have to get in your car, drive all the way back to where it was. Yeah. I mean,
2: Honestly, that's almost a little too much. <laughs> yeah.
1: In fact, I'm if t- that like, hunter really wants that animal so bad, they almost should have yeah. it at that it's point.
2: It's like $4,500 worth of piloting lessons in a fucking plane. You know, honestly, you deserve that elk or whatever it is you're shooting.
1: Now uh, what I think is funny with this is the uh, the flip side uh-huh. um, as soon as Amazon uh, about a year ago announced that they were gonna start doing drone deliveries, the first thing I heard from like rednecks and the internet was like, oh we're gonna people are gonna shoot those down. they're gonna yeah. shoot down the drones And uh, in a Colorado town, uh, the town of Deer Trail, uh, a man named Phil Steele is an anti-surveillance activist and mm-hmm. he's pushing to have a hunting license enacted to do that he wants to shoot down any drone flying under one thousand feet and he says it's for trespassing that's
2: technically in your airspace right yeah Yeah. he
1: wants air sovereignty and a lack of trespassing by these intrusive sometimes spying devices
2: yeah and that and ultimately that it was on a ballot with like a local ballot and ultimately Mm -hmm. this is a place uh population 561 people Yep. And of the 188 voters that were there, I think they said 73% ended up voting against it anyway. Yeah, but then of course a lot of the backers were saying it was it was actually just to raise awareness of like anti-surveillance. You know, shit like that. What I love is
1: that he put up a hundred dollar bounty as one of his proposals. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, if
2: you actually uh, go, have of a government drone. Yeah. If it was a government drone, it obviously, if it's a government drone, you're kinda of fucked, man. I'll take the hundred bucks, but you don't think yeah. they're gonna come after you with something else?
1: But I can just picture like like uh like when there's bounties on like pest and nuisance animals. Yes. Yeah. Like They'll, somebody come
2: in with a raccoon, be like, yeah. Oh, there you go. This guy
1: would have like, you know, like one of those uh those rods with the the chains on it where you hang the, the different yeah. animals <laughs> and he would just have like, all these broken drones yeah. on this rod. Yeah. And
2: I'm just thinking also when you go into somebody's like Lodge, and there's a big elk head and a big, like, bear head, and then all of a sudden over here, there's just a fucking bash of like, like parts like like half a drone like just the two arms like the rotors like yeah like just the rotors like like oh that was a four rotor man fucking six inch spread on those rotors yeah. <laughs> bragging about that that'd be awesome yeah well because it would make sense if you got a larger one be like oh and that's
1: the, a bigger and drunkenly pulls up the sleeve of his like you know his camo shirt yeah and he has these cut marks on his arm he's like <laughs> it was still kicking the rotors were still spinning <laughs> and i had to put it down a buck knife
2: yeah. <laughs> i fucking stomped it I one rotor it right, at a time it right through the motherboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a clean shot first time around, I thought. But, man, I... Oh, yeah. You got to, like, you got to trail it and everything with like that. Oh,
1: yeah, and another one of the things, like, not only was there a $100 bounty, but he wanted to do a $25 fee for a license to shoot them. So you couldn't just shoot yeah. one down. You had to be, like, registered to do it. And that's a whole new form of hunting. I mean, you could shoot one, sure. But unlike a duck, thing- like a duck, you shoot it, say, it lands. You shoot a copter and say you take out one rotor and then it just like cartwheels through the air into telephone lines or through someone's house window right? uh, or into traffic and smashes into a car. It's less
2: likely that, yeah. They don't go
1: down necessarily. Sometimes they just careen into like crazy angles and fly away and um, smash. um, Yeah, over a
2: freeway and just like smash into somebody's uh, windshield and (laughs) knock somebody off the road. It's not like a... That drone will never hurt anyone again. (laughs) And then it hits like a family of fours SUV and the car blows up. Well, (laughs) now it won't hurt anybody again. And neither will that family of what I'm guessing was probably terrorists. It turns yeah. into, like, a comical,
1: like, uh, Final Destination scene. Yeah. <laughs> that car hits a logging truck. The logs roll down the highway. Oh, man. the He just holsters his gun and whistles as he walks away. <laughs> uh,
2: I think the, uh, the interesting thing, I can't recall the exact number, but it was, like, I thought they said they had sold, like, a 1,000 licenses or permits ahead of time. Oh,
1: pre like, pre-registration stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: they, and the guy was saying, like, you know, it's kind of like a, to hold your spot, you know, if it passed. So they
1: probably had to refund all that money, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, or unless it was, yeah, oh, yeah, nearly a 1,000 people sent in the $25 fee in for the license, generating $19,006 in a town $500 and for the town many? in <laughs> September. In a town of 561. Those are all including, outsiders. Including, like, children and everything. You know, like, that's, like, census data and... Yeah, so that's clearly people just being, like, from all over the place. Wanting. I mean, but people do that. People get visiting licenses okay. for any animal. Okay, once again. a drone. Let's let's back up one hair. Um
1: right. It's a town of 500, so only very few of those townsfolk actually have the licenses. Mainly it was outsiders going, let's go to this town and shoot drones down. Yes. In a town of 500 people, how many drones do you think there are? Period. In the air. How many do you think ever fly over that town? Deer trail? Deer, deer trail, right. Colorado. Because, like, I live in uh, Montpelier. It's the capital of Vermont. Uh, The population's not that big overall. It's several thousand. But when you get down to it, I have never seen a drone besides mine in the town. I was
2: going to say, the good chance is it's going to be, like, a kid's hobby drone that you shoot down. Right. Oh, fuck you, little brat. Yeah. Like, like waiting outside little timmy's spot and like your own drone stand like waiting your for drone him to stand. Stand. waiting for him to like take it off out of the garage and bop it it lifts down. off he's
1: like daddy daddy i'm doing it yeah
2: Bow. yeah i'm gonna like, slap a federal just, sticker on that give me a hundred bucks yeah. tag it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i get my drone tags down at the fucking mart the keeps store crying and he just like drags yeah. it off <laughs> <laughs> rotor still spinning yeah no it's suffering yeah, drone bot seventy seventy two. You please. get like an extra.
1: You get like an extra one hundred dollars if you can actually take the other uh, remote control with it.
2: Oh yeah, like you have to run over to the kid, snatch this, it up and say, yeah. this is the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like taking a drone remote from a baby. Yeah, poor poor kid. Well, the uh, there there's another side of this. You know, there's the actual dreaded side that everybody's worried about is what happens. Okay, we can hunt it what happens when it starts to hunt us back not the drones like autonomous obviously but I mean they will and do have those probably but this one is uh they're they're really worried about people fitting weapons to drones and flying those to actually like hunt not just to hunt I mean but to hunt people right
1: yeah um there's a guy who, uh he started this whole thing with a paintball gun initially
2: yeah and it was he, again like he claims it was to like raise awareness and he showed for about two grand, you can set up this whole yep. setup.
1: He said the hardest part of it all is getting the balance right because it's really hard to balance one of these things if you attach anything to it, and the gun took a little bit of effort to get yeah. it to fly straight. But when it did, he was only able to shoot these targets remarkably accurately. And there's a video online on YouTube you can go. I, I don't remember the exact uh, details, but I found it pretty easily. Um, but he also has a video that he has not shared online where a friend of his basically ran away from the drone, and it was a moving live target, and he was still able to hit it.
2: Oh, yeah. And, like, all the—he was saying, like, they would set up, you know, initially they set up all these targets. They're like, we were able to get all the ammunition within this range of these targets. It's once you actually get it in the air and figure out the balance, yeah, it's a lot—hitting yeah. your target actually isn't the problem. So it's kind of scary that way, but then they're talking about these—
1: It's like Terminator know. almost. It's like these aerial, like, killing machines. Yeah. And then, like, well, what, anybody what, do we, could, what do we do in this society where, like, you could—and you? And I've seen this. There's actually another video on YouTube— uh, I didn't link this to you, Jer, so you probably haven't seen this yet. Um, this guy basically uh, put a low-recoil pistol with an electronic trigger that was remotely activated by one of the toggle switches in the remote control, and he was able to fly this thing at a watermelon set up on stands okay. and remotely fire using the toggle switch, using the camera to aim, and was able to shoot watermelons on a target range while flying forward at full motion. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, we all think this is scary and that this can't happen. But, number one, they already don't want you using this in assisted hunting. And, number two, it's already illegal to use any manned aerial vehicle to basically drop anything from the air or to cause bodily harm. Right. There are laws in the books that have nothing to do with drones. They're more about, like, personal aircraft. Like, if you have, like, one of those little prop planes, you can't throw things out of it when you're flying over anywhere you just can't it's illegal you can't do anything from that that would purposely cause bodily harm so it's almost like a point that doesn't even need being brought up these people they may do it in their backyards and that's all fine and cool in your own property but we're never going to see attack drones unless some uh, yeah, terrorist decides to get Yeah, creative. I don't think
2: you'll see like like a general wave of attack drones. I think you will find there will be some nut out there that uses it sh- like for a shooting at some point, like a just like you have snipers who get up on the rooftop. I totally believe in the next five years there will be a murder like a, a murder. From yeah, a drone. I think so. And the thing is, it's going to be ridiculously sensationalized. And the only thing it's going to do is probably hurt the hobby. Well, it's going to hurt the hobby, and I think more people are going to do it because of the media sensationalism. It's like Possibly. school shootings and stuff like that. And also, people, there's
1: the idea that you don't even need the uh, the gun, the precision, the the intent to do that. You can literally strap something explosive to it. Fly it
2: somewhere and have it go off. I'm going to create a dildo drone, a dildo drone. just—is that like a rape drone? <laughs> yeah. Just, but, but would it be? <laughs> well, what else would
1: it do? It would I mean, like I guess okay, a gun drone shoots people. A bomb drone blows it up. It could people. just look hilarious. What? It's just going to fly dildo drone It's just going to like Two <laughs> It's going
2: to it's going to fly through a community and looking <laughs> hilarious. Worrying, it's gonna be like instead of the uh, the rotors, it's just gonna be like dildo shaped rotors being like, hey, buddy. And then it's well, gonna slowly it, drift through it. a community and have everybody like, did I fucking see that? And then it just zips back through and goes, see you later, buy dildos. And then it's just gonna, <laughs> and it's, it's gonna be like, I could probably get money from like a local sex shop. You just fly this dildo drone. Because we have
1: so many local sex shops.
2: Uh, we don't, I think there's one in Barrie and one in Burlington. There's probably a couple in Burlington, right? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, there there was one in, like, the uh, Milton area. Or it's not Milton. Um, Why? Uh, for, not Milton. for the listeners, he's this naming was...
1: towns that are, like, Deer Trail, Mont, Colorado. No, no this this, was, no,
2: this this was, like, it was, like, off the interstate and down, like, a dusty trail in, like, somebody's, uh, like, <laughs> garage or something like that. How do you get to the sex shop?
1: Well, you say, <laughs> you go down that dirt road. And then where the Johnson Farm used to be, well, you just keep going past where it used to be. Don't worry about it now. Yeah. Then, then you're gonna see a tree that kind of looks like an arm weaving at you. Yeah. But two years ago we got hit by
2: lightning, so that arm's not there anymore. No, looks more like a dick, which is why they decided to build a sex shop <laughs> right past it. Yeah. Look for the big old naked sign of a person that's flashing you. And oh, you, know, you know what? I'll just have my dildrone take you. We don't have much in this town. We have that dairy cream that was shut down two years ago, yeah, and the sex shop, which is also called the dairy cream. <laughs> <laughs> they just reuse the just sign. Made, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like are hey, you gonna use that dairy cream sign? Well, we'll just change they, that to a dick underneath the big like swirl of ice cream on the just top. Just shave
1: off the, the, the point on the the, the the soft serve cone, yeah, and so
2: it's just yeah. rounded at the yeah. top, and use the shaved part off to like look like it's just splashing, and out. just add a button to the cone. Uh, <laughs> how long would it take to turn a Grown story into a sex story. Well, uh, twenty-two minutes. Yeah, it actually took a while for us. Yeah, yeah, it's a little this was, it was a little. Uh, you know, we were we're off. Well, know? hey, it we're was from all that horror stuff we were doing. It's like now we're just rolling back into it. So, well,
1: you know what? We are gonna move on from this to yeah. a new topic and actually a new portion of the show. Uh, we're gonna move into uh, an old section of the show we probably haven't done in many episodes. Yeah, yeah, we don't
2: we don't get it every single time. Uh, awesome or asinine apps? Yep, and so
1: triple uh, A baby. Speaking of watermelons and the uh, the shooting from the uh, drones. You know, I
2: it's funny because you mentioned that and I was like, oh, maybe we should use the segue. But then I wanted to keep going with no, it. I, no, I, I did that yeah. on purpose. I did. I, I, yeah. I,
1: I have this weird um, gift. It's called Forethought.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I heard that that I was like, no, there's more to say about the story. So fuck his stupid segue. There is. And what I just did is called a callback. Right.
1: So. Man, um, you're, you're
2: up with all your hot terms. I am. I I, I know all my <laughs> Look for Scott's book. <laughs> 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 Scott's book. Yeah you know some some are good some are bad in there but
1: so this is a uh, this is an iPhone game you can get on the iTunes store mm-hmm. uh, it's made by uh Jerry Perpdrank. yeah um you uh, know a little bit more about the author of this game you
2: said he's a viner he's like a vine celebrity actually and from what i understand um Ray and wilson is going to be doing a vine uh, a show or rain no, wilson uh, from house of a thousand corpses uh i would
1: say no i don't think so <laughs> From, from, wait, from the office? From the office? No, from House of a Thousand Corpses. Also? Yeah, he was one of the teenagers <laughs> in the car who went into the clown's house. Wait, he was a teenager? Well, no, he... Well, like, a teenager, like, I mean? like most people in teen slashers, they're not teenagers. Yeah, but he was—he's he's like a f- if they were teenagers. You and I have seen a lot of underage porn. No, but he is—he's is well beyond. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he played one of the 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 youngins. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I have seen tire. it since I really
2: knew who Ray and Wilson was. Well, that's why right? whenever
1: someone brings him up, I like to be like, oh, from a house that hasn't. And that's voices. why I was like, <laughs> everyone was he has that, that I have no reaction. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
2: So yeah, apparently he's actually putting like either a show or a movie or a short series or a YouTube. I don't know with Jerry Perper together Perp with with like five. Vine celebrities, including Jerry Perp drank. Awesome. So I, lo- I watched some Jerry Perp drank stuff and some was pretty, you know, they're fine videos. So you have to, it's like comedic timing. You have 50, what? 15 seconds. Yes. Is that what they are? And they loop. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's like, a so I was obsessed
1: with Vine. Like last sort year of like, it came out, but I'm off. Oh I, yeah. I,
2: Vine is so, well, I mean, it's not yesterday. It's like every flash
1: stuff. in the pan internet thing. Like it has its moment. And I know that's still popular and people have probably refined it better. Probably the content is much better than it used to be. Yeah. But I gotta say, I just I got kind of bored looking at vines. Well, there are, vines. are like
2: there are like vine celebrities, kind of like YouTube celebrities. Yeah. Only if they they're people like follow them. Kind of well, it's Twitter based, right? So people follow them and get you know subscribed to their vines and stuff.
1: Hey, uh, way to bury the lead. But uh, yeah. the game's name is Melon Drop. Yes, and the game itself essentially has a uh, a young African American gentleman's head. Yep,
2: it's him. It's Gary right
1: And he is trying to catch watermelons in his mouth as they uh, drop from the ceiling. And if you miss any of them you have the unfortunateness of losing a life. And I think you only get, like, one or two lives in the game. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Let me uh, let me play a little audio for you from the game. I'll play a quick round. Get it! Come on! And, um, yeah, it just doesn't say get it and come on. Every time you play, it says something different. Sometimes a little more on the racist side, but okay, it, yeah. it's him just doing his thing. You know, he's trying to be funny. He's a comedian. And, yeah, it's, it plays on the whole racial stereotype of, you know, black
2: people like water balloons um but oh, yeah you racist you you talking about racism I, like that made me realize I didn't how say racist I thought are. that I said yeah but you it's just you, but you reporting on it like that makes you reporting quotes <laughs> 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 like we report on anything Jesus
1: listen we may be like the daily show
2: <laughs> no 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 I think we're better than the daily show uh,
1: I think if we ever have a television show it's going to be better yeah It'll be at least twice as long. Yeah,
2: It's actually, we're just, we're, the name of the show is going to be called The Better Daily Show.
1: Awesome. We should have that as a YouTube channel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just get shit on by everybody. Yeah, yeah. The Better That's Daily Show. That's a way to show. get fucking trolls and haters after you.
1: Now, um, one of the things I like about this is on uh, iTunes, it has uh,
2: 6,613
1: Yeah. Uh, Basically
2: likes because it's almost a five star review. That's, that's what I was surprised. I was I thought, like, oh, it's like almost that. That's where I, like it made me look it up because at first I was like, Is but people this just get a the racist, joke, like, and that's why. Yeah, at first I thought if it was just a racist thing because, and then I looked him up and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, it's exactly. him doing This character and it's. it's
1: I thought crazy. it would see a yeah. lot of outrage, but everyone's in on the joke and everyone yeah. understands this isn't meant to be racist. It's meant to be funny. I think it's like his fans essentially yeah. like, went
2: to get it. Now uh, number eleven on the uh, and like one really angry red deck that left a one star review. There was like one one star yeah yeah
1: all right so um there's a five star review here it's number 11 on the list uh it's from runaway matt and i just want to read it in its entirety because i thought it was pretty awesome he goes i remember the dreary days when i didn't have this app my life was dull my mom died but this (laughs) app has changed my outlook on life now my mom is alive (laughs) this app has changed my life and it will change yours too might I suggest an Asian mode where rice falls from the sky, or a Mexican mode with tacos, or perhaps a Muslim mode with bombs? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: that, that, so that does it. get racist. Yeah, yeah. well, the, not all but of them are that the, bad. In, in, but the comedic, in the comedic tongue-in-cheek, like, clearly you're pointing fun at the stereotypes, not actually I think this is – I'm pretty sure the person's mom didn't come back to life. Maybe didn't even die in the first place.
1: Yeah um yeah Bummer. so so that's pretty much it if you want to go check it out on the itunes store it's called Drop, and it's uh i think it's free um there's an in-app.
0: yeah there's an in-app, uh, yeah, there's an yeah, in-app was,
1: purchase yeah. that's like 99 cents but it's kind of bullshit it gets you like yeah.
2: uh and you can remove ads for 99 cents but it's a yeah. free ad ad based version so
1: so yeah check it out it's it's worth a moment's notice um outside of that it may not be might, might not have a whole lot of longevity on your uh, phone with its precious uh, gigabytes of space so um, yeah, we're gonna move from that into a segment that we also haven't done in about five or six weeks. Uh, yeah, Bruce, this is, Bruce we're,
2: we're... has been busy for a while, but so this, he is, is...
1: this is our Hollaback show.
2: Yeah. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> All right. Because Jare's a Hollaback girl.
2: <laughs> I am a Hollaback girl.
1: Yeah. Um, we're gonna get, jump into Dingo droppings. Dingo droppings.
2: All right. well, uh, yeah, Bruce Bruce, wait, I'll go grab him.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a moment. Uh, while you're walking away, I want to remind all of our listeners to go onto iTunes and follow Bruce Bruce Moran at Dingo Droppings. Um, he hasn't really got into the whole tweeting thing yet. We need to kind of teach him what the whole oh, 140... Well, it's just about to tell them. I want to uh, remind you about the whole 140 character thing. I want to make right, sure yeah. you uh, understand.
2: While well, we use the metric system, character's are a little bit different. What is it? Actually, we're not 100, the 140 rooms? Or just measure everything in fosters. <laughs> in fosters, 140 fosters. I heard you guys talking about the, all the uh, all the stereotypes and stuff. I thought I'd bring a couple of my own to the show here.
1: Awesome. Um, we love
2: fosters. We all rape kangaroos, etc., cetera, et cetera.
1: Now, um, Jared put this story on the docket for me to talk to you about. Right, and yeah. actually, our uh, our good friend, Christopher Ball, I don't think you have had the pleasure of meeting him yet. No, I have not. He's our uh, PR guy to some of our online posting and stuff. And I'd like to thank him real quick in the middle of the show for doing the hard work for us. Uh, he brought us this story as well as you uh, within minutes of each other uh, all right not you chair yeah um uh the story is called man admits surfing dead whale was a bad idea
2: well i heard about this because it was real big news over it was actually big news in in the us apparently too but like uh it's really big news back in Australia and uh i actually i've got to admit i was i was uh i was actually witness to a little bit of this you you saw this happening i was uh, yeah, you could say that. I was actually one of the mates on the boat that uh, kind of like tried to push him into doing this here. It's, it's my one of my mates, uh, Harrison Williams. We was out on the boat there. i um, just trying to, you know, just hanging out, etc. Boating. Uh, most, now,
1: you call it boating there, right?
2: Well, yeah, I mean a little bit. Yeah, uh, for the most part, but like, uh, you know, we we came across this dead whale. and We was just like, oh, it's pretty funny, you know, because the Pretty pretty neat there, and so he's like, "Oh man, you know it'd be great. You get up on that whale well there and you pretend you're surfing it, you know." Yeah, yeah. That's I'm what, following. Again, stereotypes. All Australians love to surf because we got amazing shores and
1: surfing. You do. A lot of people uh, travel for you know what could be considered days if you cross the wrong wrong side of the world with the time zones, right? Yeah. Uh, just to go surf there.
2: It's right. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. It's the best ways in the world. Yeah. Um. So you know, he he actually was like, "All right, you know, there's a couple of fossils, down, we was uh, a little bit deep in there." And so he jumped on there. Didn't recognize that the you know the few sharks kicking around because guess what? Sharks like to eat dead whales. Yep, surrounded by sharks, which I gotta say is pretty ballsy. Yeah, not little ones either. These are tiger sharks and great white sharks in there.
1: Honestly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I know it's a friend of yours, but that sounds pretty stupid. It sounds like oh yeah, he's
2: uh he's a six pack short of a slab, if you know. It's kind of a little bit little bit loose there. I was gonna say he sounds about as handy as an ashtray on a motorbike. Oh, so you've been up on a slang here. Yeah, I've been brushing up on your slang. been brushing up on it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, he, so there he was, you know, trying to see if it, because we knew he was, yeah, he was a little bit dumb. That's pretty much what we were saying there. And um, so we figured we could get him to do it, and then he got go on, on the thing, and, and then he almost got attacked by these sharks there, and uh, it ended be, be becoming an international sensation because of it. Yeah, it was uh, featured on CNN.
1: I like the quote that's here on the uh, CNN story. Would, would you mind uh, reading his quote since you're friends with him?
2: Uh, well, one of them is uh, is mom thinks I'm an idiot. Yep, that sounds pretty yep. appropriate.
1: Yep, <laughs> yeah, because this is uh,
2: yeah. In 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 one of the other ones here, he's uh, when they asked him about like um, the, he, he he claims that he actually saw the, the sharks and was like, on a big deal." But I know he didn't see the sharks. He was pissing his pants when he actually, <laughs> it, when we pointed it out, because one of us he, uh, yelled, uh, "Huzzah! The sharks there! Come back!" You know, and, and sure enough, he's like, Oh, shit!" And so he pretended, and he says, "Here, uh, he was too busy chomping on the whale, so it wasn't too bad." And that is not at all how he acted. He pissed his pants. He was crying. Right. He he kept his surf up. He was he had good form on that on that whale though. And then apparently the whale uh, came into the shore and and endangered. Uh, thousands of uh, beachgoers, actually. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, because uh, what happens is it washed up and uh, they end up closing the beach because the tiger sharks and the great lord all obviously. came in to eat it, oh, it You're going to follow a dead whale. That's another one of our sayings. <laughs> yeah. I followed an ass dead, follow right? dead whale. Don't ever follow a dead whale. I'm right. going to use that tomorrow at work. Well, it means sharks are circling, you know? Yeah, well,
1: no, I'll find another circumstance. I'm yep. sure I can find some little in or out for that.
2: Yeah, so, you know, it, it was all... Oh, we still love him. He wasn't fine or anything like that. He was okay.
1: Hey, uh, I heard this awesome expression the other day, and since I have you on air, I got to say, I, I, I do you know any background on this? Um, it's, uh, she could put a horn on a jellyfish.
2: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, oh, it's kind of like, uh, oh, man, she's, she's sexy. Yeah, I just, when I heard that, I was like, I don't think I've ever heard a more
1: out there way of saying a girl's hotter, or sexy. No, I
2: haven't really thought about it because it just kind of it's one of those things, it's one of those idioms that we just kind of say, but like uh She could put a horn on a jellyfish.
1: Yeah. Once again, I want to use that, but I can't. Like, I don't have to use it for my wife. Yeah. I'm just, I'll go home tonight and be like, you could put a horn on a jellyfish.
2: And she'll wonder what the hell's wrong with you because... No, not no, sure no. That. I. I
1: she, she knows me. She married yeah. me. She, was, she's yeah. in for the long haul. I didn't
2: know if You meant like, you know, jellyfish are all wibbly wobbly and shit like that. And maybe gives a boner or something like that? I think it's
1: a boner reference. That's the only thing I can really think of. Uh, What was the other one I really liked? Oh, yeah. I could eat the arse out of a low-flying duck. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm hungry. That just means you're hungry.
2: Hungry. Well, you know, it's like uh, I could eat a horse, what you guys say, right?
1: I could eat a horse. Well, a horse is related to a cow here. Like, they're close. They're four-legged big animals. And you
2: can oh, eat right. both of them. Like an elephant's related to a horse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good for animals. you. I like, I like the way you, 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 you think, yeah? Very but logical. But I can eat the arse out of a low-flying yeah. duck. Oh, like a stegosaurus is related also <laughs> to a horse there. No, you're, you're missing my point. Like, this just sounds like you want to eat the ass of a duck. Like, like stick means your tongue that's how in there. I mean. It. It, may, it makes sense. Like, that's how hungry
1: I'm. I would eat anything. Okay, so my equivalent to this saying of yours would be, I'd like to give a rim
2: job to an eagle. Like, well, you're not eating it, though. That means you're just licking it out.
1: This is I, I could. Yeah, I'll fine. eat the ass of a duck. But, look,
2: it, it could be it's well, no, now. You just you're just a pervert licking the ass of an eagle. Here, I'll give you one more. I want to. This is something
1: I heard earlier today too. Uh, dry as a dead dingo's, dingo's donger. donger. That's
2: right. That's just thirsty. Dry as a dead dingo's donger. I get the dry part, but uh, never mind. I just
1: give up because a dry old, dingo's donger. Next time I'll bring some of your, your, your signs and your idioms
2: it. to the show, and I'll, I'll I'll point out how ridiculous they are. Well, this I can't be, think well, of any. Okay, dry had, as but a
1: dead dingo's donger might as well be dry as sand. That doesn't mean I'm thirsty. It just means something's really dry.
2: Well, if, if, yeah. If, well, no. I mean, oh, your so mouth you, is dry. Oh, so you'd say my, like, mouth, is my mouth is dry? Is, is dry. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I mean, or is
2: dry? I mean, like if you know, if people, you know, if people, if like a bar is dry or something like that, it means you know there's no booze left. Would, would it have the same meaning if you said
1: there's a dead dingo's donger in my mouth?
2: Now that's just uh, you being just as much of a pervert as eating out a eagle's asshole. Actually, okay, Yeah. <laughs> sounds like you just really like bestiality and necrophilia. Yeah,
1: <laughs> a little bit of
2: both. Yeah,
1: let's... it's called the best of both worlds. In America, yeah. we uh, we multitask.
2: Oh, best of both worlds. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, so I'll see that.
1: It's like uh, it's like uh, reading your uh, your text from earlier in the day you missed while jerking off. All right. Uh, something Americans do
2: now you're jerking off because oh, look, of Ma- mom's coming over later for dinner <laughs> okay so it's not like you necessarily find the, the ticks like, oh no you're multitasking sexist. you're yeah. just
1: you're just going at it but you're going through, you're multitasking yeah. you're, you're checking your emails hoping for a sexy one I guess
2: yes right I like to read logo. oh yeah red re- box
1: they want to give me a free
2: DVD mm. yeah that's sexist love it <laughs> sexist <laughs> yeah you know like oh red box you know Red boxes,
1: cause, yeah, yeah, cause they've been used. They're red, yeah, like she could put a horn on. That sounds like an Australian enough. idiom. She she was used so much, she's like red box.
2: Yeah, like you pound a can of itself. Yeah, sounds like an red, American right? idiom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a little bit. like it's not quite yeah. as clever. No, have, no, 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 no. Does it, it have as, as many dried like,
1: Dingo's dick, whatever that was? <laughs> Donga,
2: just Christ, Man, we're not fucking. No right, man. we're not dirty people like you.
1: Well, actually, I think that uh.
2: That wraps that up was really, our little yeah.
1: subject matter. Do you want to uh do you wanna encourage people to tweet to you? Do you have a, do you have any interest in tweeting back? I will, will at some anything. point. Maybe
2: maybe I'll I'll toss out a couple new idioms for, for all of you that want to maybe know a you couple tweet new things. Some idioms? Just to like let people know, enlighten you on exactly what goes on all down right. under. So
1: yeah, jump on Twitter people and uh, find uh, Bruce Bruce here at Dingo Droppings yeah, and
2: uh, so i I've, I you know, I'll I'll give it a shot. It. I've been as busy as a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. See that's one from right there.
1: Oh, very nice. That's an American one too, I believe.
2: Well, yeah, pretty similar. You probably just
1: have more one-legged men down there.
2: Uh, maybe you know sharks and jellyfish. A lot of, and... lot of, lot of <laughs> shark surfing or or, or or whale surfing, both if you if you can get it. So, if you can get it right, that was my well, yeah.
1: Australian accent. Here, I said get it.
2: It sounds very good.
1: <laughs> all right, Bruce. Bruce.
2: Good. All right. Well, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tweak some things out at some point here, and um, I'll go grab Jeremiah. And it's been a pleasure.
1: All right, thank I'll you for find coming on. All uh, the way back side here, of,
2: over again here sometime. Oh really hey, hey. yeah. What's up? Before you leave, uh, what were you for Halloween? Was I? Yeah, I was a dead dingus donger. Huh?
1: all right. Yeah, pleased to meet you again. Very good. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure to have you on air. Later. Later. Take care. All right. We are now moving from that segment. Now the Jer is walking back into the studio Hello. into web droppings.
2: Web droppings.
1: All right. The first web dropping. I haven't read this one. Has Gotta the pleasure admit. of being mine. Hey, guess what? Pleasure. I didn't read it either. Speaking
2: of pleasure. Speaking of pleasure, who doesn't like McDonald's? Me, actually. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's is one of those things just like most fast food where I am kind of I think about like, oh man, I'm really craving it. then I have it and I shit myself for like six days. And I'm like, why did I, why did I eat that?
1: Yeah. But do you ever, um, do you ever find yourself when you're in line waiting for the food? Like with that overwhelming urge to, much like when you're on your phone, uh, and this is something Bruce Bruce and I were just talking about, like when you're going through your texts or emails and you just masturbate to, you know, kill time and multitask. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do that in the line at McDonald's?
2: Uh, like in the drive-thru. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, the story I bring to the table is: man goes for McDonald's, jerks off
2: twice in McDonald's drive-through. Oh, okay, See, I, I can get that because I think of like the drive-through as like a very penetrative kind of yeah, forceful. And you get
1: two moments to jerk off before you get to order, and then while you wait for your food. That
2: yeah, makes be, sense, well, because right? there's like the two windows too. There's there's also if you get that two window thing, you've got oh, we the pay order, one. the pay, the so there's like a lot of waiting. There's yeah. the waiting in line, then there's the the order, then there's a the waiting to pay. There's that, and then there's a the waiting for the food. There's that. Um, this
1: is a uh, Corey D. Peterson, this was, forty-five years old, from Bay City, Michigan.
2: Wait, was this so? Was this twice in like the
1: same? Well, Peterson, a registered sex offender. Oh. <laughs> Wait a
2: minute. (laughs) You (laughs) got me on that one. (laughs)
1: Um, This was back in 2003 when he actually became a registered sex offender. Uh, He had a criminal sexual conduct conviction. Right. Um, He drove up to the window of a Bay City McDonald's (laughs) and ordered a McDouble. (laughs)
2: Which I love because he's like, he wasn't saying like, oh, McDouble means I'm going to whack off twice. It's fucking great. Um, He ordered a McDouble and the employees uh, working the booth, which
1: included the store's manager, returned uh, to hand him his change. He had exposed himself and was <laughs> masturbating in oh, front of this? the female employee. <laughs> this is my Big Mac.
2: <laughs> How many McDonald's references can we turn into dick jokes? Let's keep count. All right. <laughs> um the, the, the officer
1: or the managing manager told the officer that I was in shock when I saw it. Yeah. Um have a nice day, he said, and then drove away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have a nice day. It's like, he was like, oh. Have a nice day. Thanks for my, keep the change. You know, you've been a doll. Yeah. All right. So uh, Peterson then reportedly circled
1: back around a few minutes later, driving through and ordering from the same window again. Hey, that double was so good. Or basically, he uh, exposed himself and masturbated again in front of another female employee who alerted the original manager who saw it the first time.
2: Well, because he he got away with it once. Why not do it all the time? I mean, jeez, man. The best
1: part of the story is is that the uh, the employees, seeing him masturbate twice now and he's actively doing it while ordering, told him his fries were going to take a couple minutes and could you please park over to the side and wait for them. You know yeah. how they do sometimes, like, yes. oh, this burger's gonna take a minute. Can you yeah, exactly. Pull off
2: so it? other people can go through. And while he was waiting, they called
1: the police, who then, you know, came and found him parked in his car with his pants unzipped.
2: He's like, "Hey, they told me to wait for
1: a couple of minutes. What am I gonna do? Not masturbate?" Yeah. He was Jeez. given a two years probation and a uh, fifteen hundred dollar and thirty five fifteen hundred thirty five dollar fine. Okay, uh, which was basically court fees. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was required to enter an outpatient sexual offender rehabilitation program. Right,
2: because you're gonna. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they, what are they, like, Like the shock therapy? Like, they show him, like, a fucking Big Mac. It would like, zap him when he gets horny. <laughs> until finally, it's, like, behavioral therapy. No! Are, the Frosty Shake. the only thing that could have made
1: it creepier if he was, like, I'd like a Happy Meal. Yeah. yeah. The girl's toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the boy. I guess either way, they're a Happy Meal. It's for a kid. Either way. Yeah, it's just,
2: for some reason, makes it creepier. Yeah. yeah I want the strawberry shortcake toy. It's this weird... Like, weird pedo fucking stuff yeah. that goes into it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: all right, let's move on. This, just, this story just creeps me the fuck Dirty. out. <laughs> yeah, out
2: all of right. everything that we've reported on. Yeah. Man masturbating and in line, or at the drive-thru. Hey, you have a story
1: about something lewd happening in a car? What's what's this next one?
2: Yeah, uh, first of all, you know every time we report, like, a couple having sex someplace they shouldn't, we did it, like, we, like outside of a church. It was one place, and... I don't know we've, it's a few times we've reported by our, the way leave these reported. poor people
1: alone they're just trying to reinvigorate their failing marriages They're one crazy sexcapade away from getting divorced and
2: blaming it on their son okay yeah but the, the place to, <laughs> the, the place to do it is not in the backseat of a cop car after you've been arrested for DUI you're right and that is our next story yeah so this is this happened in Wisconsin and they were land of cheese yeah go ahead Oh, that was just a tidbit.
1: I'm, just, I'm
2: full of facts. Telling people what they already know. There's nothing to do with the next story. Wisconsin shaped like this. And I'm drawing the shape of Wisconsin with my finger. Yep. Highest concentration
1: of um, oncologists per capita based on population density. Ah. More, more oncologists. Ah. Huh. More m- more uh more uh pine aerosol car rear window hang what do you call those things? Rear window hangers. No the the the, the things you hang on your mirror that uh make the car Air smell fresheners? Better. Yeah, the pine ones. You yeah. mentioned those earlier when you were in my car. Yeah. Uh yeah, they sell more of those in Wisconsin than anywhere else and a weird tidbit, they're also manufactured there. Wow. All of them. Yeah, all
2: of them. Doesn't matter what brand of pine Just air. Just the ones that
1: are green and look like Christmas trees.
2: Which are all of them.
1: Another weird fact, Wisconsin has no Evergreen trees, not one in the entire state. I did read that. Yep, and, but they also, but they make the air actually, It's kind of, I, kind of ironic.
2: Well, they they pine for them. <laughs> oh, I love it. Get I it? love, they love it? They pine for the evergreens. I love a good pun. This is what was happening in my Wisconsin head there. first pun ever
1: spoken on the court steps of the Grand Courthouse of Wisconsin. The Grand City. Courthouse. This
2: is where these people were actually uh, were held on trial. Oh, okay. Um. Wow. I love. Another, you know what? Another Wisconsin fact. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. People from Wisconsin who were there for more than four generations, and we're not talking to people who move in just for the cheese, born with no navels. Huh. So, like, son Flat bellies. direct if, son of God. Yeah. Like, if you're ever watching porn, and, like, the girl or the guy, or the girl and the girl or the guy no the guy, they have no navels. They're, they're, they're fourth generation, fourth generation Wisconsinites. Wisconsinites. Right.
2: Yeah. Just a weird thing that happened. It's, I don't even understand it. It was all the... Well, as far all as I cheese. as
1: far as I know, the umbilical cord comes through the mouth like a rebreather for someone who uh, is getting a um, tracheotomy. Yeah, rebreathers.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's we all know what rebreathers <laughs> yeah. are. They were invented in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the umbilical cord comes through the throat because not only are they getting their nutrients, but their oxygen comes through their umbilical cords too. Right. So when they cut it off, it just sinks back in and then becomes their esophagus.
2: Oh, interesting. That's so, very efficient, actually. Yeah.
1: Actually, that would make a whole lot more sense than a. Uh, umbilical cord in the, the belly button
2: one argument against intelligent design right there yeah god jeez fuck, it yeah failed this again yeah could make it a little more efficient fuck umbilical you, god. cord where, could where, also be my esophageal tract my reversible throat jeez
1: louise if, i'm if, if sure if a fish man has wants one. to be a woman and they just turn that dick inside out into a Boom. pussy why can't my throat turn from an umbilical cord into a thing i eat food through maybe it could wait cuz it already is it already was the thing you ate food through, it did, so yeah, it that, just reverses. That become, was actually its
2: whole purpose. Exactly. The, so
1: maybe we should just be getting our umbilical cords. Why Wisconsin, we, you. Why I do love we you, get Wisconsin. Them
2: Will will an umbilical cord continue to work afterwards? Could you use it like a like a vacuum cleaner to suck up like M and Ms? We don't get them removed; they fall off. Yeah, they dry up and fall off. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, but they like cut the umbilical cord. And well, then, yeah. You need yeah. you need to be separated from your mama. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, these people had sex in the back of a car yeah it was no, a cop but car not just any car it was a cop car it was a cop car and they were arrested it wasn't like they found one we're like let's fuck they they got arrested for DUI so there was alcohol involved believe it or not and um like they were car, in there car, and it, car 54 where are blue you in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> just just waiting for that train wreck to <laughs> it was just like watching a fucking car crash <laughs> Like oh god, oh he's really fucking up. <laughs> this is gonna be terrible. I um, mean, you, you kind of pulled it out there. Another episode of NYPD. <laughs> blew <laughs> you in the you back, in the back seat. Seat. <laughs> after prostitution saying, and judge fuckers. Uh, and the other six shows. We another case your, for the boys in. Blew you, blew in, the you back in the back seat. Back seat. <laughs> All right. So really, what we do is, any time the word blue comes in, we say yeah. in the back seat after. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like. uh... So that's most of what there is to the story. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like thirty seconds of the story. <laughs> Essentially, they, okay, they got arrested, and it wasn't like the cop was away. They he was driving them like it was taxicab confession style. Like he was driving them to the fucking jail, and they were just fucking so we had to pull over and separate it's them so and it metal. was like dude put your put your pants on okay out of all the car fucking how stories fuck we've Oh my god a fucker drunk in the back seat your squad car with my pants
1: on out of all the car fucking stories we've told on this show that is the enough. most metal
2: yeah that like, is that is hard well core. And, and there were like comments from people being like man you know this is this beats the mile high club by like a long shot oh my not very so many yeah. people if anybody could ever say that. this guy was like he, i can't remember how long he said he was in the business but he was like i've been in this business decades i'm an old man i've never seen anything quite like this and he, it was just like ridiculous. So they, they ended up getting some charges because of that, like lewd and or whatever. Lascivious conduct, lascivious conduct. So that word told me enough times. <laughs> 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 Memorize oh. that one. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Lascivious conduct.
1: Now so. for our next story, I wanna tell you a story, Jeremy. Okay, I like the I like stories. The title of this story is Man Banned from Local Starbucks throws Chihuahua at store window. Okay. Now, this story took place in Houston, Texas. Hmm. Um, Larry McHale, 46, was seen outside of a coffee shop in Houston yelling and smashing a bottle before picking up a four-pound dog and hurling her at the window. The man apparently had walked into Starbucks and was drunk, and upon being ejected, was so agitated that he threw a dog at the window. Um, How much
2: is that dog in the window? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's the biggest, like, just in the window. Yes. yes.
1: Now the, the the part of the story is kind of sad as he did break the dog's leg and it was taken in, but they but actually fine. a fund was collected and it got paid for. The surgery cost about thousand yeah. dollars. Um, the other thing is no one knows if it was his dog. Or if we just it's like, it's like somebody ah, just walking by, me out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like some nice old Slap. lady, like, "Hey, lady, can I borrow your dog?" Why? No. You're not going to throw her out of the window, are you? No, definitely not. Oh no! no.
1: Yeah, as horrifying as this story is. There's like this weird, like Tim and Eric comedic element to it of this drunk walking out, and going "Fuck you, you won't give me my latte," and just grabs like out
2: of some woman's yeah. arms
1: and goes, Burr!
2: and, j- and then just picturing the it from window. the other person, like like it, it, somebody sitting at like a like a at their laptop writing a yeah. novel yeah, or their screenplay, <laughs> and then just like a fucking, they're like, "I've got an idea," <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> the dog just streaks to the window, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Well, like we can make f- we can make fun because the dog's okay, yeah, yeah the dog lived, yeah. And it's hilarious. And I'm going to have to write that. It's going to go in my screenplay.
1: <laughs> when I get back to Starbucks tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Save it for the people watching me write. <laughs> I'm only important when I write. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. Now, the next story, Jerry, I didn't read. This is actually yours. So um, I'm well, going to this go one's quick. This it, surprise. This
2: one's quick, actually, because the story itself isn't as much fun as just the the guy's name, actually. A oh, uh, urologist was sued in 2012. Um for, for malpractice, because he took like an x ray, or uh, I guess it would be more like an MRI to, of the tissue and saw like this woman's kidney, something on it. He was like, It's probably cancerous, gonna have to go in and take a kidney out. You know, you, take, you can you can lose a kidney and be fine, right? Yeah, so I mean, ish, um, you can live and yeah, you can lose you, one you, kidney, yeah. one lung sometimes. Well, like, he gets in there, usually yeah. one liver, you know, yeah, the last one you can, yeah, um. <laughs> You could, yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna donate my liver to that guy. (laughs) Um, So he got in there, took it out. Was like, oh shit! No, it turns out it was okay. And he didn't give the woman any other options. So she was like, I don't don't know why you don't get a second opinion, honestly, when somebody says when someone's gonna take an organ out of you. Yeah, I'd be like, maybe I'll go see another doctor for a second. It's a a great weight loss plan. This was in Missouri. Um, The thing I loved about it actually is the guy's name is Dr. J Perry Lovingood. Nice. Yes, I just love that name for somebody who removes somebody's kidney. Uh, in malpractice.
1: Yes, um, I agree a hundred percent.
2: So yeah, it the, the, turns out yeah, the removed kidney was not cancer. She didn't realize that she had any other options. Boom, 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 bing, bon, bing biddy, bop, bittity, bop, skittity, bop, do, making sounds to kill some <laughs> space. While to figure out what's gotta show in me. Uh, I was, <laughs> it, nothing. It's not important. Um, I know it's not. Uh, but, but I think we
1: have time for uh one more story. I think here we before do. We go out yeah, of well, the especially because I want
2: we want to go out on a little bit of that. Uh, that, that shows yeah we'll talk about show, that at yeah, the end yeah yeah, yeah. but I just, we want to save some time for that so people aren't consumed okay. with too much of us
1: now uh, um, this story is it it's horrifying and funny, so bear with us. It's a lot like the other dog story. This this story involves another animal, a dog.
2: Yeah, this was a little more terrifying than just a little broken leg.
1: This yeah, is a broken spirit. When I read this story, though, I read it out loud to people around me at my work, and I, I gotta say, the mix, there was a mixed reaction. There was both horror and laughter.
2: Well, it depends on what words you focus on. Right.
1: So, um, Alice Woodruff walked outside to her backyard in Waterbury, Connecticut, last Tuesday to find her <laughs> naked neighbor... Jesus. Raping her tied up pit bull Occupied (laughs) 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 Oh my god Uh, Continue (laughs) She is quoted as saying I thought my dog had been er, I'm sorry I thought my dog had killed somebody Because I saw a man underneath her Woodruff told WTNH, which must have been one of the local networks, Mm -hmm. I started to scream. I had a citronella candle and threw it at him, screaming, Get off my dog. You have to to get out of here. He said, No, today is the day we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. Back Mm -hmm. to her.
2: She should have thrown a chihuahua. That would have made it really hilarious. Her case
1: is dubious because when she went out, she says, I saw a man underneath her, her dog. Yes, yeah. But then when she threw the citronella candle, which she was just, Take it for a walk, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she didn't love her dog that much, and yeah. she's taking the candle oh, for a walk, but oh, leaving the Citrus, dog home. I love you. You'll keep the mosquitoes away. Ah, you're
2: <laughs> better than that fucking pit ball. I hope gets raped out back. But oh, t- careful! But what then you she told ball. the guy? Get off my dog! But he's right. under it. So, well, I mean, what- stop sending mixed signals, Citronella girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you necessarily like. In a most, the most logical, to be like, wait a minute, she's, grammar, what, what is, he yeah, get out from under my No, get off my dog, in other words, now, stop, stop fucking my dog, is what she should have yelled. Now, she had never met her neighbor
1: before this instance, but he appeared to be suffering <laughs> from a mental illness, apparently. Yeah, because nice he, guy. Because after this, after she yelled at him, he explained to her that ISIS, yeah. the
2: Islamic militant group. Yes. Ordered him to rape her dog. So, wait, so you're saying <laughs> that's what indicates that he's mentally ill? Not the fact that he was fucking a pit bull? Yes, <laughs> just that oh, Okay, ISIS. the pit bull fucking I yeah. can get. Him. Okay, I can get him with that. Okay.
1: Next, he then pranced around the yard naked yelling, This is our day to have to prosper in it. After, hmm. he then yelled, Isis sent me. And she was thinking, uh, did someone like this, how, how did someone
2: like this just land in my backyard? Yeah, at least he didn't rape old Citri here, yeah. my citronella candle. <laughs> <laughs> then who would keep the mosquitoes away? Yeah, she then ran inside of her own home, grabbed
1: her gun, and ran back outside showing them that she had a loaded clip.
2: Yeah, there you go. Better than a
1: citronella mm-hmm. candle. He kept saying... This is the plan, and that we are going to die today in a massacre. He didn't seem to care that I had a gun and I kept it down. Then I gave him a warning shot, uh, shooting into the dirt at his feet. Even at gunpoint, this neighbor appeared undeterred.
2: I'm mentally ill probably has something to yeah. do with all that. He and thought it was like in the destiny to die, and ISIS sent him and to fuck a dog. But and he maybe maybe was like a but re- it was like true. He was a reject, and ISIS was just trying to get rid of him and be like, oh, yeah. Can, go I, to- can I be an ISIS? Yeah. Please. Go, uh, go- fuck a, go fuck a dog keeps calling him every day they're like just give him a mission yeah <laughs> this wasn't even too far from hey, us this was where, where do you live
1: yeah. Connecticut yeah
2: well we have a we have a oh. we have a fatwa for you to oh, carry out a, a jihad it's a big boy mission really what do I do oh well there's God uh, just find a it? dog and you fuck it how's that <laughs> all right okay okay so maybe he wasn't that crazy
1: yeah, yeah. who knows um, but then uh, he started walking towards her and telling him to kill her, or telling her to kill him, right? And uh, and that he was uh, basically prepared to die. And she thought that maybe he had a bomb or a gun, or he was going to try to commit some massacre. Nope. But then the a uh, neck. The police came, and he was 22 years old, and he was sent to a mental hospital to be probably evaluated. Probably a good thing, yeah. And he was arrested for cruelty to an animal, sexual assault, and breach of. And should
2: probably be, you know uh checked out and probably stay in a mental uh institution for a little while yeah we need to take him off the street i'd say so but not necessarily just put him in jail where he's just gonna you know but yeah yeah get him get him off the street away from those sexy pit bulls. yep leave those bad boys for me now uh
1: we're gonna be ending the show here and i want to remind people that if you go to the lost at home uh, we have mm-hmm. a link to amazon where if you buy things through it we get a little kickback uh, coming it's coming up still, on
2: the holidays,
0: folks. It's
1: still on the Ebola uh, fan fiction book, and I thought I'd leave it because the Ebola scare didn't end just because Halloween's over. <laughs>
2: no, I don't think it's <laughs> – I also don't think it started because of Halloween either. No. I think it was – it's because of the whole uh, uh, Ebola thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's there, so, uh, you know, go
1: look at that. Um, Buy stuff. It'll help the show. It'll help the new show. Uh, also, get a hold of us on Twitter at the lost at Home for myself and Jare Sonic Chaloppy. And Bruce Bruce Moran at Dingo Droppings. Yep. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. We'll do something with it on air. And check out our new podcast, Horror in the Courts. Yeah, we're going to leave you with some of that
2: uh, right about... No. No.
1: But before you do that, yep. we are going to want you to go to Twitter and follow us at Horror Court.
2: That's right, yes. And go to subscribe. iTunes for that
1: and subscribe as well.
2: Very good. And we'll have another one for you at the end of November, probably...
1: Yeah, probably the yeah. last week in November. So it's gonna
2: be great. Check uh, it out. And so yeah, so here's a little here's a little clip. Enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to horror in the court. On the docket today, it's troll versus troll in the case of Troll v. Smiley. Please be warned, there are spoilers ahead. Now, please rise for the Honorable Judge Darren Ewing.
0: Hello, I'm the Honorable Judge Darren Ewing. I'll be presiding over this, the first horror in the court and uh we have uh two films here that are going to be defended by uh two representative lawyers uh on one side of the argument uh is jeremiah johnson who will be defending uh the 1986 film by john carl Beekler uh called troll and on the other side of the court is scott bear who will be defending the film smiley from 2012 the theme residing in this horror in the court will be the theme of trolls troll is obviously there there is a troll in the movie troll and in the movie uh, smiley uh which came out uh well oh, i already said 2012 uh there's an internet troll. So it's troll versus troll. And uh, well, let's just uh, let's dig into our arguments. Uh, I understand. uh, Jeremiah Johnson, you will be speaking first.
2: Correct. Uh, um, I'm going to be uh, talking on behalf of 1986's troll. And first of all, uh, let me extend my thanks and welcome to your honor, Judge Ewing, and of course, my colleague, Scott Baer here. Uh, thank you to everyone listening today to our arguments regarding the relevance and the menace of trolls of both the 21st century and ancient legend varieties. Now, today I will be presenting arguments on behalf of 1986's Troll, as mentioned, proving beyond a reasonable doubt that the trolls of fairy tales and ancient legend are in fact more menacing and to this day retain their relevance beyond that of Scott's client, 2012 Smiley. Now, Mr. Bear is going to tell you a lot of scary things. He's going to try and convince you that because internet trolls exist in reality, they must prove to be more menacing. Because internet trolls are utilizing the most relevant form of communication today, they themselves must be relevant. I will prove otherwise through careful discussion and evidence. I'm going to show you that reality doesn't immediately equal fear. After all... It's the things that lurk in our imagination. It's the monsters under our bed and the scratches at our window after the lights go out that terrify us from as early as our minds are developed until the day we die. And that everyday potential for fear, not knowing when something's going to grab your ankle when you hop in bed at night, that's relevance. That's something that has burrowed into your subconscious and is present at every turn. That is relevance. If Mr. Bear wants to argue the menace of smiley through reality, well, let's talk reality for a second. Internet trolls, to this day, are loser basement dwellers living with their moms who hide behind a veil of anonymity to yell on YouTube, trying to turn a cat video into a racist rant against the president. Internet trolls might, at best, raid your iCloud account and post some of your nude selfies on 4chan. In reality, Scott's trolls are as imaginary as any fairy tale I've ever heard, and not nearly as scary. Smiley's projecting a fictional fear onto reality like any good fearmonger or irrational media hype is wont to do. Smiley's troll live in reality inside your computer. So, shut off your computer. The troll is dead. My trolls, they live in the dark nooks and crannies of your mind. So go ahead, try and shut off your mind. That troll is immortal. That troll is relevant. That troll is menacing. Thank you.
0: Very well. Now then, uh, Scott Bear. Your arguments for the film, Smiley.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Good evening, Judge Ewing, and to my esteemed colleague, Jeremiah. Uh, We are here tonight to prove in the 21st century which troll is both more menacing and more relevant. The mythical trolls of fairy tales and horror movies or the internet trolls that surround us invisibly in everyday life, like sneaky Canadians infiltrating our borders and stealing our jobs. Jeremiah will try to sway the court to believe that his client... 1986's Troll, is both a classic and a true tale of terror filmed with diminutive monsters from the corners of children's imaginations and nightmares. He will tell you tales of horror and warnings of the end of life as we know it, as the trolls from his film try so hard but ultimately fail to take over the world. He will try to scare the court into seeing his side of things, but in reality he will surely fail. The horror that Troll represents has changed. It's evolved. Today's children and their more Their older, more feeble parents have something new to fear, internet trolls. My client, 2012's film Smiley, is a compelling tale of the dangers of the internet and the treachery of the trolls that now live there. Anyone could be an internet troll. Your son, your sister, your dad, your best friend. They live among us, striking fear into the world with each keystroke. Smiley deftly introduces us to the darkest timeline version of internet trolls, People who manipulate others, play sadistic games with other people's fears, and ultimately with their lives. True terror does not have sharp teeth and hairy feet. True trolls have evolved and are born from our own technology and our own insecurities and fears. The evidence I will present will prove my client Smiley to be the superior troll film, in both scary scenarios that could play out in real life and the cultural relevance that Jeremiah's film fails to deliver. When I go to sleep, it's what lurks on my laptop that keeps the covers pulled tight, not what lurks under my bed. To quote Albert Einstein, it has been appallingly obvious that technology has exceeded our humanity. And quoting national treasure Betty White, trolls suck. If that's not an indictment on internet trolls and the evil that they nurture, then I do not know what is. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Two very compelling Arguments. arguments. Um, And now I would like to open up the floor to uh, an open debate of which I will be uh, allowing myself to interfere. And, uh, well, gentlemen, you've made uh, two very compelling cases. I have to say that um, uh, Scott invoking uh, the name Betty White definitely gives him an edge so far in this argument. But, uh, gentlemen, uh, I, I I leave it to you. To cross examine one another.
2: Proceed to horrorinthecourt.com or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or anywhere finer podcasts can be found to hear the rest of Horror in the Court.